Welcome to the Step In, Step Up podcast. This is a conversation designed to help you get the most out of your Step In, Step Up journey. Today, we have a great episode, so get ready. All right, it is time for, this is now our third episode of Step In, Step Up podcast. And so if this is your first episode listening, basically what we're doing is there's only so much you can do on a Sunday morning. And so we're doing the Step In, Step Up podcast to give you something throughout the week where we just dive in a little bit deeper on what does it look like to step in and step up. And so this whole month we've been talking about what does it look like to step in and step up spiritually. But before we dive into today's topic, uh, Matt, you got a couple ideas on things you want to share yeah, with yes. our people. We've got some big news here on Step In, Step Up this week. Uh, number one, we have our first users contest. Now, you have the opportunity to win lunch <laughs> with your two favorite pastors. Uh, so from the release of this episode, first person to email info at MomentumSanDiego.com. That's info, I-N-F-O, at MomentumSanDiego.com. We'll get lunch with us. We will pick you up, take you to lunch, and we will have a blast doing it. And so um, first person to email in wins. And additionally, uh, hey, we have grown from three listeners to a whopping 10. And we've got this wild idea that it'd be really cool if we could make it to 20 by the end of the month. Um, So here's our challenge to all of our loyal listeners. Uh, We want you to find, if you like this in any way, shape, or form, get one other person to listen to it. And if we do that, we'll hit 20 people in July. Uh, Finally, don't forget about walking with the Holy Spirit. Jeremy, what's walking with the Holy Spirit? So basically, the whole month of June, we've been doing this series of trainings, and we've got two left. We've got one on June 23rd and one on June the 30th, where we're teaching people, hey, like, we all talk about the Holy Spirit. We all know the Holy Spirit's important, but what does it actually look like to walk with the Holy Spirit uh, on a Tuesday or Thursday at work? Like, when you're not at church on Sunday, what does this actually look like? And we're giving people a really practical tool on what that looks like in everyday life. And so you can sign up on the app or you can sign up uh, any Sunday that you want to be a part of one of those trainings. Okay, beautiful. So today uh, we're going to talk through some ideas around spiritual growth, particularly when it comes time to spiritual growth. Uh, yeah. You know, know, the biggest problem is what? The biggest problem with spiritual growth that we all know about is just the fact that people have this idea that, oh, sure, if you don't have a job, you can probably do some spiritual growth. Or if you're a pastor, you can probably do spiritual growth. But hey, I've got a full-time job or I've got three kids at home and I'm a full-time mom. So how do I do spiritual growth when I don't have all of this time? How do I make time for it in, mm. when you have a real life? So Matt, let me just kind of ask you. What does it look like to grow spiritually? How do you make time for spiritual growth? Um, Basically, what gets in the way? What trips people up from being able to grow spiritually? Oh, man, this is this is good. And I can share this not just as a pastor, uh, but I was a Jesus follower before I was a pastor. And I was a Jesus follower, college student and and restaurant waiter and still had to fight for that time, um, still had to fight to make my spiritual growth a priority. And oddly enough, I wish it was easier because I'm a pastor now. But just like everybody else, I still have those times when it's hard to get in the word. It's hard to pray. It's hard to make time. It's hard to find. Uh, it's hard to be in quiet places with God because it's just uncomfortable. Um, you know what, though? When it comes to what tri- trips people up, the number one thing I see is treating 
spiritual growth like this grind. Now, here's what I'm going to be talking. For the most part, I'm talking about making time for prayer and making time to read your Bible. One of the biggest mistakes we make is treating it like a have to and not a get to. Um, Treating it like this thing that I got to do, I got to check it off on my checklist so that I'm a good Christian or that good things happen in my life um, is where everything begins to get sideways. Uh, John Piper had a quote, and I don't remember who he got it from, but I'll never forget. He said, expose yourself to the allure of God. And what he was simply saying is there's things you can do um, that fire you up that are easy to do, fun to do, that grow your faith at the same time. So for me, and and I've called this the treat yourself principle, what I learned um, from Wayne Cordero and the Divine Mentor is you pair your quiet time or your time with God with something else that you love. So for me, if I'm in a season where, oh my gosh, a week went by and I haven't read my Bible, I'm going to make an appointment to go to Starbucks and I'm going to order the turkey sausage with bacon and gravy sandwich. They have this sandwich that's to die for. It's on a biscuit. It's got sausage and bacon and just the right amount of gravy. And 100% of the time, I'm going to get that sandwich and then I'm going to get out my Bible. I'm going to enjoy the sandwich and instantly feel the joy of being in the word, a delicious sandwich and time with God. All of a sudden, you do something like that, and your time with God becomes much more desirable. Maybe you're not a Starbucks sandwich person. Maybe you're into being by the beach. Well, drive yourself to the beach and do your quiet time there. Um, Maybe you're not a beach person, but you really, really, really like the zoo. Well, nobody said you can't bring a Bible uh, and and sit at your favorite exhibit at the zoo and not spend some time with God. Um, What I want you to know is you got to find ways to make this a joy. Um, Because like, hey, it's going to be so much easier to make time for something if it's an actual joy to you. Um, Let's talk about obstacles, though. The other one is trying to go too far too fast. Um, One of my good friends, actually brother-in-law, had to do the mile run. I don't know if you ever remember running the mile in school. It's torture. Yeah, if you could see me, you know I don't really run a mile. But go ahead. But but (laughs) I think public education for some season said we need every kid to run a mile. And I remember when I did it, I was shocked. I, I, didn't, I didn't run. Anyway, but my story is nothing. Uh, my, my buddy Chris knew that he was going to run the mile on Friday. And, and he, <laughs> yeah. And so anyways, uh, he would describe himself in that time of his life as a husky kid. And, and he said, this is my shot. I'm going to win the mile. And so Friday rolled around <laughs> and he took off sprinting like he took off from the line in a dead sprint. And he said he was about 100 yards in when he was wheezing and couldn't breathe anymore. And he finished the mile dead last in his class. <laughs> and, and I see people do that in their spiritual discipline all the time. God gets a hold of your heart. He's going to do something new. He's going to do something exciting. Oh, I'm going to change. I'm going to quit doing this. And, and people make all these resolutions and stick to none of them. And man, as a pastor, I'd much rather have somebody come up to me at the end of, on a Sunday and go, Matt, this week I'm going to spend five minutes with God every single day. And I want you to think about the long, the long game. Um, it's consistency before intensity. And so um, think, for example, if you just spent 10 minutes with God every single day and you increase that by 10% each week. First of all, if you spend 10 minutes with God a day, that's 
that's over an hour that week. And if you just increase it to, you know, 10 minutes a day, week one, 11 minutes a day, week two, 12 minutes and 10 seconds, this is just by 10%. By week five, you're going to be spending over two hours with God every day. And man, that makes a difference. You'd be shocked if you realize what two hours with God every single week could do to your attitude, to your emotional life, to your thoughts, to your parenting, and to your relationships. So it adds up. You said something. You had a phrase. Consistency. What was it again? First develop consistency, then develop intensity. Consistency, your reps in. Intensity is how much you're doing and what you're doing. Okay, so like once again, we've been doing this on a lot of the on all, all the podcast a lot of the podcasts we've been doing. <laughs> Many of our episodes. Yeah, we've been doing this for now the, the third time we've been doing this. Okay, I agree with you in theory. What break it down? What are the nuts and bolts of oh, actually yeah. making time though? What does this actually look like for someone Monday through Friday? Oh, yeah, I'm gonna just uh, I'll talk about what I would do if you consider yourself a busy person. Uh, this is for you. This would be my my advice. Number one, the best time is your best time. Um, Jesus got up in the morning to be with God before the sun came up and praise the Lord. That text is descriptive, not prescriptive, meaning it was describing what Jesus did and mornings work for a lot of people, but it wasn't saying you have to do mornings to be a successful Christian and to have time with God. I say your best time is the best time. If you're a night owl, you know, you study the Bible, pray, be with God at night. If you're a morning person, you like being up before others. Or if you're like me and there's kids who wake up in the morning and you do best because you're up before them, that's a great time to be with God. But just know there's no sacred spiritual times or whatever. Uh, next, you need a plan, a place, and a time. And you need all three. You need a plan. Um, the good old open your Bible, drop your finger on a text and hope that God says something to you is not the way to go. The old There's that old pe- preacher joke. I don't know how it works, but a guy opened his Bible and he put his finger on a page and it says Judas went and hung himself. <laughs> and then, then he did it again. He goes, that can't be right. And then he puts it on it and says, go and do thee likewise or something. Yeah, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> That's a bad preacher joke and it's been around forever, <laughs> but it does point out the fact that you need a plan and the version app has so many good Bible plans. Um, we would be glad to be a resource to you. You may or may not know this, but at Momentum at our info table, there's spiritual formation resources that can help you learn how to pray. Um, you need a plan. You need a place. Um, I literally, uh, I'm about place. I, I mean, you find, make up in your mind where you're going to go to be with God. That chair you like, a spot on your couch, the kitchen table, the zoo, whatever you've decided, but pick the place that it's going to be and pick the time. Treat it like a meeting with somebody that you're really, really looking forward to spending time with. And then here's the other thing. Seize moments with the help of technology. Um, Technology has come uh, with lots of ups and downs, but one of the ups is it is easier than ever to get a hold uh, of podcast sermons, online, audible. The stinking Bible app will read the Bible to you. If you didn't notice, there's a play button down at the bottom. And you've probably got some times where you could overlay spiritual formation. Maybe you have a commute and you could put on, you know, the first 10 minutes of your commute, just 10 minutes, you let the Bible app read to you. Maybe you 
like to work out, specifically if you're a runner and you can get audible and you could listen to a great Christian book. Um, I have a friend and she said every time when she gets ready in the morning, she'll just put on a sermon. So as she's getting ready, she's listening to a sermon at, a, at the same time. And she says it, it does a big deal. But that's what, that's my thing. If you're busy, you got two things I'd say. Get that plan, place, and time, and then seize moments where you're already busy or where you're already doing something and figure out how to bring your time with God to that thing. Let me let me throw you a question and you just tell me if this counts. Mm-hmm. And it's a softball, so just but just to spell it out for anybody who's wondering. Let's say you're a mom and you're at home and your kids are young and they spend a lot of time crying, they spend a lot of time running around, but there's a half hour where they're taking a nap. If you go down into your car in the garage and you've got the baby monitor on just to make sure, but you spend your quiet time in your car, in your garage for 20 minutes reading and praying, does that count? Is that spiritual? It absolutely counts. We have an all present God. uh, And, uh, and honestly, you know, I think that would warm God's soul to see somebody try and put that kind of effort in and say, you know what, I may not be able to do this perfectly, but I'm going to give God what I have. Man, you look in the Bible over and over and over again, and God works with people who bring what they have to the table and say, God, can you do something with it? Love it. Love it. Uh, any final thoughts as we're kind of talking about this whole idea of finding time for spiritual growth? Oh, gosh, yes. Okay, this is just personal pet peeve. This is straight out of my personality. Uh, it's not in the Bible, but I think it matters. Substance over distance. Um, you don't get any Christian trophies for having finished a book. You know, like you got some Christian book you like or reading plan you're doing. It's not about finishing. It's about allowing the words of scripture and the heart of God to become your heart. And so beyond, did I get 10 days in? Beyond, did I get three books in this year? Beyond whatever the heck progress I made. You know, the spiritual progress is the real thing that we're after. And and, and having substance um, rub up against our hearts and lives that transforms us in Jesus' name is the goal. And so um, go for that. Go for I want to become more like Jesus, not I want to finish three books. And I think you'll do really well with that. Awesome. Well, like Matt said at the beginning of this podcast, if you are the first person to email info at MomentumSanDiego.com and say, hey, I heard the podcast, you win an all-expenses-paid lunch with your two favorite pastors to a restaurant of our choosing. <laughs> and uh, uh, Yeah, and once again, grab a friend, let them know that the uh, podcast is up available. And, and sign up uh, yeah. for Walking with the Holy Spirit on the Momentum app or on your connection card this week. Absolutely, and that'll do it for episode three of the Step In, Step Up podcast. Peace.